All right, y'all. I want to welcome y'all to the Get It Done podcast, where it's all about books, business, and branding for authors. I am your host, Ashley King, aka the Get It Done Queen, where I help people of faith tell their story by writing a book and maximizing their reach through speaking and events, y'all. I am so excited because this podcast, we have another amazing author. Um, she is the author of Victory Through the Odds. And I'm just, you know, excited to hear and learn more about this book. Um, from what I was able to read, it was a very good one that I think is going to inspire and help so many people. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to welcome author Cecilian Malcolm to the show. Welcome. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. It's a pleasure. Can you go ahead and tell the listeners, you know, who you are and more about yourself? So um, my name is Cecilian Malcolm. I am a author, a first-time author and also life coach. Uh, my goal is to help believers to know the power of God um, through healing and through whole, wholeness and also through holiness, to know that God has called us to be holy and whole through him. Um, so everything that I talk about is through the lens of knowing that God is a healer and at the same time knowing that he wants you to be set apart for his glory. I love how like I just stopped listening after the wholeness and holiness. Like that was dope. I was like, ooh, that's deep. I love that. Wow. So I mean, I guess, you know, what inspired you? Like tell us about your, you know, your faith, like your personal journey, you know, to get to this point just in your faith to write a book about it. So um I've been a Christian my whole life. I grew up in church. But it wasn't until, I guess, like my later teens that I started to really take things seriously. So one thing that God immediately addressed um, was kind of my dysfunctional view of relationship. So through that, he started to heal me through my mindset. And um, through everything that I'm going through, I went through a lot as a child. I went through a lot of childhood trauma, different things that are kind of hush-hush, things we don't really talk about in the Black community more specifically. I come back. I come from a Caribbean background and they definitely don't talk about mental health and different things like that. It's more so you kind of get it how, you know, you take it how you get it and you keep it moving and you keep trusting God and that's it. There's no conversation. But for me, I realized like I had to address it. Like I could not just not address it. Um, so God just started to really deal with my heart on stuff. I started to pursue him. Um, I think I was like about 18, 19 in college. Those times where you kind of, you know, rebel, like God really got a hold of me. And um, through that, I decided walking with him. I didn't know what that meant, um, you know, being that I grew kind of very religious background, um, traditional background. Uh, but I just started doing it. And I just started seeing God move in my life. And um, probably a year in, he told me, he called me to write a book. I ignored him. I was like, I'm not, in, you know, I'm not hearing God, you know. You know, I'm just getting to know the voice of God. This is this yes. is really sound right. Um, so I ignored him. I intentionally forgot the title of the book. And um, two years later, um, was completely convicted as I graduated at the age of um, 20, 21, turning 22, and was diagnosed with two autoimmune diseases. At that time, I was livid. I was like, Lord, I'm serving you. I'm trying my best. I'm not hesitating about a marriage. You know, I'm reading my Bible. I'm doing these things. Like, how could this happen to me? And um, through that, he just showed me that Living life for him does not mean that everything's going to go right, but that he's going to bring me through. 
bring me through things that seemed were gonna kill me or you know so he told me he's gonna heal me but it's gonna happen from the inside out so I'm just like what else healing do I have to go through like do I have to keep doing this and through that he gave me a journey of holiness um learning how to pursue Christ and thrive in life so that comes with the combination of being holy and whole in Christ and um I started to repent I'm like God I'm sorry for being entitled kind of had like my job moment <laughs> where yeah. I kind of my mindset of being entitled feeling like oh I'm righteous you have everything right and he's like no he's the only one who is the righteousness of God um so through that I, I begged and I said God okay I'm gonna do what you told me to do I'm gonna be obedient I realized that obedience is um really how I'm able to walk in success in you I thought that it was in doing stuff for people but I realized it's you um the Lord showed me that book again what, what, what do you need me to do so um it was actually the um I went back to Jamaica for my grandmother's funeral and I had a lot of downtime and through that I just started to write and I just started to pretty much account all of the things that I had gone through and how God had brought me through. So that's a lot of Christians we believe, okay, God bring me, you know, just take it all away. But God said, no, I'm going to bring you through. So that's how I got victory through the eyes. Sis, you like touched on so many points. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like we have a similar backstory. Like my father was a deacon. My mom's side of the family is from Jamaica. So I have that Caribbean thing. I, you know, kind of grew up in church. I was like, look, when I get older, I ain't going to church. I'm going to church uh, Sunday, quiet rehearsal, Bible study, deacon. Tra- I look, it's too much. And when I went to college, I probably had my joke moment as well. I wowed out, but I was like, you know what? This isn't the life for me. It just, you know what you see on tv and it's like okay i want to be like that but then when you start living it's like you know my soul it just it just didn't feel right and it was one incident after another after another i was like god i get back to you and so i wrote my very first book in college after i published it i didn't do anything for three years i just sat on it for three whole years so i was disobedient in a whole nother way so i'm like wow yes like i i understand what you're going through what you have gone through i'm gonna say that but let's go ahead and jump a little bit in your book victory over the odds go ahead and tell us about that so um victory through the odds it's a book that encourages anyone who's a believer to overcome a victim mentality so to kind of get up this thing this happened to me this happened to me this happened to me and um really shift your mindset to understand that ultimately you are overcomer through Christ Jesus, and that your identity in God, you can overcome anything that comes your way because of what Jesus did when he died and he was resurrected. That same power that was there to raise Jesus from the dead, we have access to that same power. So we're no longer a victim to our circumstances, but we are victors through Christ Jesus. So I go through um, many different things. Of course, not everything. I, um, I know my husband read it. He's like, yeah, you can probably make this into five more books. Because I kind of just touch on different points, <laughs> you know, kind of on the surface level of the things that I had went through. And just reflecting back of just how God brought me through. So I talk about um, then having like low self-esteem, um, being in church, um, operating in perfectionism, operating in people-pleasing. Um, even like I said, dysfunctions in my race relationships, um, thinking that I'll get right with God, but totally missing the mark. So spiritual pride and how even that was a thing I had to overcome, you know, even after getting all my sinning and all my stuff out, how God still had to deal with my heart. And, you know, I pretty much, you know, end the book with understanding that victory does not mean that, you know, everything is perfect. Everything is done. Victory is more so of a mindset to know that regardless of what has happened, currently happened, will happen. I am more than a conqueror 
through the love of God, you know. So, um, like I said, I talk about some things that would usually kind of seem people, even when I share my story, just to talk about how do you, how did you go through that? Like how, like what happened? Um, you know, because people who have gone through the same thing, you know, some of them are out of their minds. Some of them, you know, are strung out on drugs. Some of them have left. I've worked with a lot of people who left the church, like a lot of people who were in church, but they are no longer in church. But it was just the grace of God on my life that kept me through. Well, I mean, tell us a little bit about your testimony. I mean, like. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I'd like to hear it. I want to okay. hear it. Okay. So, um, let's see. It's like I said, it's definitely a lot. Um, but my main one that I got out of it was that at the age of 11, 11 my mother started to, so I knew her to be a woman of God her whole life. She grew up in, like I said, in church. She's from Jamaica and when I was 11 years old, she started to pretty much claim that she was no longer a believer. And um, as an 11-year-old person who really, like, admired her mom, like, it shook me, and I didn't know what was happening. And I just saw her pretty much start deteriorate, deteriorating when it came to her mindset. And um, she just started to say things, a lot of things I didn't understand. And I really started to become bitter and I didn't know what was happening. And my family members were just, oh, she just smoked some bad weed. Something's wrong with her. She's crazy. Like people in the church were not trying to help her. And I was just so confused. So here it is. My mom is losing her faith. Here I see people who are supposed to be caring for her. I don't, I'm just understanding why they're not caring for her in the way that I believe that it should. Um, so she ended up taking me to Jamaica because she wanted to go back to Jamaica. She was a registered nurse for 20 something years, wanted to go back to Jamaica to build a clinic. Um, to help people to achieve health but the natural way because she was in America and realized like the healthcare system is not all it plays out to be and that's one of the story um so she wanted to go back to Jamaica to kind of fulfill what she believed to be her newfound purpose but in that um what I found out later is that, that she started to break down mentally she was having a mental breakdown at the end of her finally saying figuring out her purpose so I was in Jamaica for a year um, came back because I was not a citizen um, and within that I came to visit my aunt and when I was with visiting my aunt in Georgia um, my parents called me my father fell sick and my mom they pretty much told me that I would have to stay there because they didn't have any, enough money to take care of me and my brother at the time so here I was just just kept being confused I'm like this doesn't make any sense yeah. I rejected abandoned um, just not loved like I didn't belong in um, it was really hard, and you know, even living with family members, it was not easy. And they definitely made it known that they were just doing this because they love my mom. You know, they can be very bold in their expressions, and they may not mean bad, but it it, it does it can shake you. And I was a very emotional child, so yeah. um, just really battled with my emotions, and that led me to pursue love in just all the wrong places. So because I didn't feel loved by my family, I you know, pursue like boys and um, just all these things to kind of get attention, try to do my best in school, did all these things and kept coming up empty, kept coming up short. So by the time I was graduating high school and even on, on, on top of that, I was considered pretty much homeless because I was no one, like no one had guardianship over me. So my parents could no longer take care of me, but they did not transfer guardianship over me. So I had to be considered a homeless liaison. During high school, almost got kicked out. Finally graduated, graduated the top of my class, but still could not get um, in-state tuition even though I was in Georgia for four years because wow. of 
um, the fact of not having guardianship. So when I say bitterness, this anger, all these things are building up. And I said, this doesn't make any sense. I'm like, Lord, why me? Like, I don't understand why, like, you know, other people are living normal lives. Why do I have to go through all of this? So I'm like 16, 17, trying to figure out why. And I said, you know what? All right, God, you know, you got this. So I ended up going off to college and very bitter, um, was in a very abusive relationship, um, emotionally, mentally, and even um, physically. And um, until one day, it was, I think, my 19th birthday, found myself in a room with all friends, um, woke up the next morning, was very, was tipsy, was um, hangover, and a girl, one of my roommates, who I just found Jesus again, came in the room and was asking us how our relationship with God is. And I, I was like, I said, what? Like, you see me on the floor, trying to talk to my life, and you talking about your my relationship with God? Like, I was mad. I'm like... And just, you know, get out, like, bye. But it, it never left me. Like, it did, you know, because I was kind of dabbling, trying to figure out my relationship with God. And I just thought that it was kind of useless at this point. Um, but that question kind of shook me because I was like, here I am with people that I'm thinking that I'm are my friends, and I just feel empty. I feel lost. And after that, I said, okay, God, I'm going to really try this thing for real, for real. Like, no joke. Like, I'm trying to do it my own way. It's not working. Something has to give something has to give. So I just made up in my mind that I'm going to pursue God, read my Bible, watch sermons, read books, um, how I can understand God in a different way. And no, that didn't mean overnight I stopped sleeping in the bed with men or I got my life together, like your concept. And I just had to simply just believe that God was, he said that he was in my life. Because at that point I had a mom who lost her faith after 40 years of being a Christian. Um, my dad ended up passing away um, my first year of college, so I felt like there was a lot of things that were not resolved, so I'm just like, I, I don't have anybody. All I literally have is you, right? So, yeah, just through doing that, I, I just found this hunger and this thirst for God that, I, and I, from there, I just have never turned back. Definitely. It literally just takes that one person to plant a seed. So especially when it comes to ministry, do not be discouraged if it takes, like if you're holding on or waiting for a loved one or a close friend to, you know, deepen their relationship with Jesus or come to them. All it takes is that one little seed. You don't know when it's going to sprout, but when it sprouts, it's going to be a beautiful thing. And that's what happened. When I went to college, I wowed out. My roommate, when I say she dressed like an old lady, but she was that one that was like, what is your relationship with Jesus? I was like, girl, don't cut him. No, no, look, I love my trap music. I love T.I. Like, leave me alone now. But after, you know, so-called friends and that longing and that like, wow, God, you know, I'm still thirsty. I'm not, the world isn't fulfilling me. You know, it's like, well, okay, let me, let me go to church. Let me, let me see. Let me go back into the church. That's pretty much. But um, you touched upon different things how you know I think bitterness rejection hurt and usually when you hear the victim mindset I mean typically for me it's like domestic violence um something physical but victim mindset it doesn't have to be anything physical I mean I think like rejection is like a, a deep root that a lot of people deal with that um opens the door for other things like when you deal with you know hurt comes along bitter because you know that person didn't accept you or love you and then like you say it turns you look for that acceptance and that love and other relationships and I think for those because you said your book is for people who are saved but I think for people who are not saved yeah 
me, it kind of hurts because I feel like they don't have that privilege to know that, you know, God is there to heal you. And I heard um, something Joyce Meyer said was like, um, the beautiful thing for those who are saved is that they know that they, they have the power of forgiveness. When those that don't understand the love and power of Christ, all they do is hold on to anger because that's all they know of. They don't know the power of forgiveness and how God can mm-hmm. heal. So I just want to, you know, for those that may be listening to the podcast, maybe you don't necessarily know Christ or, you know, have a relationship with him or if you, you know, turned your back on him. I just want to, you know, if you're angry all the time, not quite sure how, or maybe, you know, an issue with your family or some kind of molestation that happened, I know it's a hard thing to say to forgive them, but I want to encourage you first to have a relationship with Christ, get to know Christ, um, you know, get saved, repent, um, and definitely, you know, have a relationship with Christ. I mean, because that, that's just a lifesaver right there. I mean, it's just, it's a game changer. I'm just going to say that. Um, but how would you recommend for people who are, I guess I want to say twofold maybe, you know, as far as dealing with the victim mindset, how would you encourage someone to get over, um, to heal from the victim mindset? I think it starts really with understanding the love of God. You know, um, a lot of people, because they don't understand the love of God, they sometimes feel like what they have been through, they, it's unfair. Like they don't feel like it should have happened to them. Right. But when we understand the love of God and the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Even in that statement, we understand that the way that even God showed love to this world was by way of sacrifice, right? So when you understand who you are in God and you understand that him showing his love is an act of sacrifice, we now understand, the Bible says, in order to reign with Christ, right? Jesus went through all of that and now he's reigning, seated at the right hand of God. So to reign with Christ, you also have to suffer like him, right? A lot of people think, oh, persecution is going to, oh, because you're a Christian. No, like persecution now is the enemy trying to come at you, even though you believe that you're chosen, you're a child of God. Whether you're going to stand up and fight against the enemy, or you're going to lay down and let the enemy have his way with you, right? We live in a fallen world. So the main way I was able to kind of pull my mindset out of that is like, wow, God, you love me regardless of what I am going through. You love me. And I can either receive your love and receive your acceptance of me, or I can become what my circumstances is trying to tell me that I am, right? And that's not God's plan for his children. The Bible's never said that we're not going to go through things, but what it does say is that he will be with us when we go. Yep. So that's in, even like, and, that, and for me, a lot of the stuff that I went through, it wasn't even me. The Bible says we were born into sin and shaped into iniquity. So even a lot of things that I was going through, it was beyond me, right? Yep. But because I didn't know the love of God, some of those things I internalized, and then I actually went and I self-perpetuated some things that I had to go through as well, right? But if I understood God's love for me, I'm like, oh, wow, I don't have to respond to this in the way that this, this circumstance is making me want to respond because I have someone who's greater and his love for me is greater than this right here. And I'm going to go, I'm going to get through it and it's going to be okay because the Bible says all things are working together for my good. Yeah, I love God and he's called me according to his purpose so in the same way people thought that they were killing Jesus and they were putting an end to everything God said not really you know I had the final say and um you thought you was killing him and devil thought he won but this is actually what's supposed to happen 
So I feel like in our lives, you know, we're going to go through things that are similar. So no, we don't have to get, any Bible says, like, we don't even have to give our, our, our lives against the fight of sin. But we don't have to go through something because we in sin. You know what I'm saying? We live in a fallen world. We live in, live in a sinful world. But we know that even though we live in a sinful world, we are victorious through God's love. Definitely. And I know for those that may be like new in Christ or babes in Christ, it may be, <clears throat> I don't want to say a hard concept, but definitely like we go through things to be as an example to others, how to go through with the glory of Christ and, you know, exemplify him through our hardships, our trials and tribulations. Because people that go through the world, you know, they don't have that, you know, I guess, savior to look to or someone to lean on per se they're just going through that angry mad at the world but when you meet someone that truly has a relationship with christ and it's like girl you don't look like what you've been through or like you smiling at them like for real and like why and it's the it's the light of christ inside of us that draws people to us so when those that are saved go through i mean go we are going through with a purpose to have a testimony to help other people you know draw them up right so i mean we we as a person <laughs> as a relationship with Christ, you are going to go through some things, okay? Um, but when you do, trust God. Lean not into your own understanding, but trust God in all your ways. Acknowledge Him. And, and sometimes, I mean, we're going through. We you know we forget Christ. We ho- we holler at our homegirls. We try to get comfort in so many other things. Mm-hmm. But trust, believe. You know, God is your comfort. Reach out to Him. But I also want to talk about, because um, one of the things that your family didn't believe in was also mental health, as mm-hmm. far as, you know, going through your mother had this breakdown. I mean, are you one that believes in um, therapy, you know, outside of, the, you know, church and different things of that nature? Yes, I, I definitely do. And, um, you know, as a person who definitely has been confronted with even the enemy trying to try me with mental illnesses or mental things like I've had to really just seek help beyond myself. And of course, you're believing in God and the Holy Spirit. Like, God will tell you how many sessions, because sometimes you don't want to see it as a crutch. You know what I'm saying? Um, God has taught me, like, you know, how to use it, how to go about it. But then still at the end of the day, refer back to his word to really keep me through, you know. But no, I definitely believe in therapy. I myself have. Um, I've always wanted therapy, funny enough. Like, I, when I was going through everything and I was seeing everything happen with my mom, I was literally begging, like, we can't afford that. I think they got me like a little social worker on the side or something like, yeah, just take that. And they didn't really take it seriously. So ironically enough, with the first thing that I did after I did receive these that I was diagnosed with two autoimmune diseases, I went and got therapy because God had already told me that my emotional health was connected to my physical health. And because my emotional health and my mental health has been ignored, it was not manifesting as a disease. So Mm -hmm. I had a choice whether I was going to take it seriously or not because my family members weren't really taking it quite and I think um, for those, I, I believe in, you know, therapy, counseling outside of the church, definitely, you know, get for certain things, okay? Um, like, I have a women's conference coming up, probably going to be virtual with Rona doing her thing right now. Um, but this year's theme is the weight of my crown. It talks about all the different things that women go through, and mental health is one of them, because I believe, you know, prayer is amazing. It does it, but there are certain things where you do need therapy. You do need to talk someone that is within that particular field and within the you know african-american community you know it's something that's shined upon you know usually you, you talking to somebody you're crazy you know it's the stigma that's tied to it but i mean there's nothing wrong with it, it is much yeah. 
it. Um, you know, I'm not a mother, but I think about, especially moms, I have a little fur baby, the moms oh. that are at home all day with their kids and maybe they don't have yeah. the support, you know, like single mom, it is just mind blowing. And usually I'm the type of person, I just go through a situation once and then I kind of relate it to like what other people could be going through. And I'm like, God, I just, oh God, I have to pray for them. So I'm just like, I just, to deal with certain things every day, um, yeah. especially right now with people being locked in their homes or excuse me, stay at home, their mental health, it should be something that's talked more about and um, it shouldn't be a stigma or a negative thing when someone does go to therapy. I think it's much needed in our community. Um, But I want to, I mean, because you're, oh my gosh, like your book, it talks, it's just, we go on on and on. It's just so (laughs) much that, you know, just in this brief moment that we've been talking that I, I think your book touches upon a lot and like, you, you probably got four or five more in you, okay? <laughs> but I want you to let people know, like, where they can go to purchase your book, how they can support you, um, if you have any, you know, upcoming things, events coming up that people can support you. Definitely. So right now you can purchase um, the book off of Amazon. So if you type in Victory Through the Odds on Amazon, it's available on Amazon and Kindle. Um, and also, so recently me and my husband, that's why I said, I think it's really awesome how God was able to connect us. Um, me and my husband just launched a, a business called the writer's source where we are helping writers, um, to share their stories, to heal first and share their story for the glory of God. Cause what I found that I worked for a, a Christian publishing company, it was, it was a startup one and a lot of people were calling. So I probably got about 80 consultations out of 80, only two went forward. And the reason was a lot of them were not healed. They weren't ready to really fully share the story. They knew they wanted to write a book, but they had not yet done the work to really work it out. And they didn't know how to. And it broke my heart to see how many people had stories to share, but they were not healed. So the writer's source is that place where we help writers heal, believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to heal. They can go forward and write their book. So that's what I've been primarily working on. I'm kind of taking a break from my personal thing to really, you know, partner with my husband in that. So um, it's, um, writer's source on Instagram and we're coming up with some really great things coming up so um, I definitely encourage you guys to follow so it's writer's source on Instagram and through that I'll just be encouraging writers um, and my husband he's a writing coach he actually helped me to finish my book he edited my book did such a great job and um, just to see God move through us I'm like oh bed like this is something this is something this is something yeah. we want to share we want to be selfish we want to be able to share that's a beautiful thing that y'all got going on over there oh my god so i want to talk about um i guess more so like your writer journey since you know you and your husband have the writer that's going on um if you care to either share like your writing journey your writing journey or i mean like things that people need to do you know to heal because I've yeah I've had to pray with some of my people and we take some pauses because they haven't healed when it came to that particular area so any particular you know information resource that you would like to share for other authors or those that are inspiring to be an author yes so the main thing that I would would say is that like I think a lot of people don't understand the difference between writing and publishing right and it's okay to write while you're still healing because even that in itself can aid you in your healing process but that doesn't mean that you need to release the book tomorrow right because you have different stages so even for me this book is very cleaned up 
from the original because literally the original was just like a just a flushing one. I was just thinking about all the things I had went through. I was very raw, very real emotions. And literally when I was going back and reading, I would like cry out. It's like I'm re-experiencing these things. So just write. And even if you're not to the place where you can write on your laptop, write in a journal. Like a lot of the things that I even ended up, um, you know, putting in my book, it was me taking a minute to say, wow, I'm still not, you know, healed from this. Let me sit down and write this out and pray through it. So I would definitely say journal and write. Like don't, don't feel like it has to be perfect. Don't feel like you have to have it all together. Just pour your heart out. And trust me, you can go back over and do the first, second draft, third draft, allow somebody else to come beside you, edit it for you. And yeah, writing is very healing and just do it. And I'm going to say, you know, you have a good book because I've gone back and read my books and it ministers to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I thought about, oh, I did. I wrote this. So um, definitely, you know, when you are healed and it's a good book when you can go back and read your own writing and it ministers to you. That is very good right there. But definitely, um, I guess any, how we follow you on social media? Um, how can, yeah, so it, your social media or your website? So um, right now I am on uh, Instagram, Cecilianne Monique, C-E-C-I-L-I-A-N-N, Monique, M-O-N-E-T-U-E. And I also have my blog, Journey of Holiness, and my YouTube, Journey of Holiness. Um, but for the time being, I will be, like I said, primarily encouraging writers on writer's source until God, you know, pivots me back to what I'm doing. So like I said, I have a lot of great content on there about healing, finding the Lord, building your relationship with God and others, getting your life together. So um, even though I may not be doing content right now, there is so much. There's over almost three years of content on there. And um, Writer Source is on Instagram. Definitely. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the Get It Done podcast. Like, um, this has been a refreshing to me. Like, I, I love meeting other writers of faith. Um, that is my purpose to, you know, definitely spread the gospel through writing. I am not your minister that you're going to see in the pulpit. I don't really, really think I do a lot of speaking or really care to speak, but I love to write. And I love when writing, you know, ministers and help people. So it's just a refreshing. You meet other people and it's the same thing. Like we're on the same page. So I appreciate you being on the Get It Done podcast. And um, thank you so much. And God bless you and your husband thank and y'all. I pray that you guys you know reach and he help heal so many other people. Okay. Amen. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. You have a blessed day. Bye.